I'm getting down to the bottom of it while you think you're on your way to the top. And I won't stop until I, until I, I, I figure this mystery out. I'm not surprised by no dubs, hope you're not one of them. Been this cloud over my head and I can't run from it. Chasing pain and misfortune that has come from a certain enemy. I can't seem to corner. Got my mind out of order as I'm trying to figure it out. And the whole time I'm trying to figure this one thing out. This one person got me thinking like, can't get distracted by high heel makeup and small talk. And small talk. Can't get distracted by high heels makeup and small talk. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am just a little chemical. And as I said last week, um, I wanted to bring some artists on that were on a Civilized Savage soundtrack. The first person I reached out to was Eli. He has the first track on the soundtrack. And before I bring him on, my Jay brought me, my manager Jay brought me the song. And we heard the potential in it, but the mic was distorted. So I said, let me go. When I go to the studio, give me the stems. Let me break it down. And so I remember me and my engineer fixing it up, cleaning it up, and my engineer was just, he was stu- he was nonstop nodding his head to this track, and I heard, I said, oh, this is this has to be the first track on the soundtrack. Even before I knew what was going to be on the soundtrack, I knew this was going to be the first track on the soundtrack, and actually, without him even reading the comic or anything, he just, off the synopsis, he captured the the essence of the comic book. So now we're going to bring him on right now. Eli, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me on. No doubt, man. No doubt. So, first of all, how did you, like, how did you, did you already have this song, or did you write this specifically for the soundtrack? So, so when I'm creating a song, and if I have a particular topic, I like to stay within a certain, like, scheme and concept, so that way, you know, it embodies uh, everything that I want people to be able to hear. And for your particular song, I, I really, well, not the song, but for the, the ideas that you were I thought you were possibly looking for. I said, you know, I'm going to break it down into, okay, what is the comic about, you know, and then what are some other things I can pull out of, you know, through this song here, and then that was pretty much much what my idea was. It came out really good. Came out really good. So how long have you been rapping? Well, I would say I've been writing majority of all my life. As far as making music, I started doing that um, more seriously around 2020. So. Roughly, it's been going on about three years, but I've always like written songs and stuff like that. And I, and I just kind of got to a point where I hear things that I like, you know, uh, when I go out. But also, I wanted to have something that resonated with me. So I was like, no other way to do that than to come out with my own stuff, you know. <laughs> that, that's very true. So I had never heard of you until Jay brought this track to me. So I, I'm learning about you as my audience is learning about you as well, just for transparency with the audience. So that's why when you hear me ask me the question, my audience knows. Most of my audience knows when I interview people. I usually don't know anything about them until they come on the show. Uh, it's, just the way I, it's just the way I like to do things. So you say you've been right. You've always written. You say you just started doing your own music because you uh, want to do what? So, all right. First of all, did you produce this track? I don't think you, you, you didn't produce it, did you? No, I didn't produce the uh, the track. I mostly just did the arrangement as far as like with the, the vocals and writing it. Okay, so when you go through beats, uh, matter of fact, let me ask you this question before we go there. Do you make your own beats or do you usually just pick your own beats? So currently I don't, I don't make my own beats currently. Okay, that's fine. When you're going through beats or when someone's giving you a beat, 
how do you attack that? Because let's say if you have, because to me, it's different when you don't, have, when you have a synopsis and when you have an idea where you want to go and when you're just going through beats and selecting them, like, how do you, do you, have you ever done it before? Do you like ever just like listen to beats and say, all right, this one fits me or no? Yeah. So what I do when I'm selecting the beat, I, I'll sit and I'll listen to it for sometimes hours. Like I, I mean, I could be, you know, uh, going for a walk. I could be at home and I'll listen to it. I'll let it sit with me. I'll see how, how you know the chords resonate with me because the thing about music is it's something that when it touches you whenever you hear it again when when you heard it the first time it brings you back to that place and so i want to make sure that when i'm creating something it's something that people can be able to remember where they were when they felt either that joy or they felt the pain in the song or they felt you know whatever feelings they had they can remember okay this this song resonates with me because of this or that you know versus oh this is just a cool little beat a little bop little summer anthem and then it's like oh summer's over i'm done you know what i mean <laughs> that's, that's interesting you say that because um when i was describing the songs i put on the soundtrack of my own i have this one track called sobriety and i was saying how the, i was telling everybody the story about how that song came about and i, I you just kind of touched on how music just kind of gives you that that feeling and you have to know how to attack it because as you said it could be a nice summer joint for sure but like when you start getting more introspective it's it's it hits different it hits a little differently um so what you with me saying what you're saying that i want to get back to the song real quick so it's the reason why I, once I get once we got everything panned out, figured out, I remember I started listening to I started letting this track sit with me a little more. And what really impressed me, I told this to Jay, I don't know if he told you or not. What really impressed me was the fact that you were able to essentially take a, this character. Not my character not my comment, just saying that this character in your song, and you in many ways made it kind of androgynous. You made it to where it could be anything, anyone. But you were saying how you know who the person is, but it just touched on the comic so well because in the story, you don't know who the character is. It's it's just left open ended. So, and then I started stalking. Just I started stalking your Instagram, and it seems like you kind of are one of those. I don't want to put you in a box, but I, but it seems like you you kind of prefer lean towards more introspective music. Is that is, there, is that a reach? Yeah, no, it's, it's not a reach. Uh, that's kind of the, the lane that I'm in. Because for me, if I'm going to put something out, I have to be able to feel it. And the thing about it is, is I don't want to waste words. You know, it's, it's so hmm. much talking going on out here in the world to where why should I be another voice that just gets drowned out by people hearing something that, okay, this is regurgitating information. We don't want to hear that. So I like to get my own perspective, my own thought. And uh, just utilize my purpose and my gift like we all have. It's, it's interesting you say that. So let me ask you a question. Do you have any plans for a full-length mixtape or a full-length album anytime soon? Have you dropped one before? Like, um, like what's what's your ultimate goal here? So my ultimate goal, I want to be able to travel you know, across the country, across the world with my music and also... Uh, just my message that I, I I feel like I can bring to the world. I do want to do a full project. For me, it's basically been you know networking with people that you know great engineers and people that have a great sound because I feel like I definitely have the tools needed to go far. But also, just like with anything in life, sometimes you just need somebody else to be another link in your chain of success. 
And so that's currently where I'm at right now. But I would like to do, you know, open mics. I would like to, you know, if there's a a, a performance that if there if there's a event going on and need, you know, another extra performer or they need a certain type of performer that's, you know, not going to be doing, you know, a lot of cursing or be able to give something that can feed the audience the way they want to be fed, then, you know, they can reach out to me. Do you curse at all in your rhymes? So the thing with that is I don't curse at all any of my music and the, the you know and the reason I set it up that way is because I want to be able to perform I don't care what song I have for you know in front of kids in front of the elderly in front of all ages and so now uh, I I wouldn't mind adding you know certain things in there but like I said when it all goes back to it has to resonate with me and I, if I know for myself. I'm putting something out and I'm just doing it for like shock value. I'm not going to feel it and the music is going to take a hit. It's interesting you say that. I don't think I've ever told this story in a podcast. I actually, I curse in my regular life. I've never cursed in my rhymes, but that, but for completely different reasons. When I was younger and I first started writing much, much younger, I, I was writing a rhyme and I was completely on my murder, murder, kill, kill stuff. And I had this teacher named Miss Brown and I was supposed to be doing, I, I can't remember the paper I was supposed to be doing. But I wasn't, to, I wasn't supposed to be writing raps. And I, I was writing this rap, and she caught me writing a rap. And um, she said, hey, I'm going to hold on to this in the class. You need to wait for me. So I for sure thought I was in trouble. So in the class happens. She says, hey, you, I was reading this over. You got talent. But, like, you don't need to be cursing. You don't need to be saying, oh, it's kill. You have other words you can use. So she made me a deal. Instead of doing whatever project she put on the table, she said, I needed to write her a full verse, 16 bars. And then Miss Brown was hip. She knew, she, said, she knew it was 16 bars. You need to write 16 bars, no cursing, no murder, murder talk. By the end of the semester, and I'll pass you. Man, that that, that first r- real rhyme, I, I consider it the first real rhyme I wrote. That took me all three months to finish that, to get that to Miss Brown. And that's the reason I don't curse, is because she told me there's other lanes of, of doing it. I never thought of it in the way you say it, because you're right. You can limit yourself when you're cursing as to where you can go to elderly homes you could be you could perform in front of children and you can still say everything you need to say and that's what actually impressed and that's and i figured you didn't curse in your rhyme only because only i've only heard one song from you and that's a mystery song but i heard i i said i said to suggest that i feel like he isn't cursing his rhymes because of the way he presented this record and i just had the feeling you just didn't do that so that's pretty dope yeah uh, you know, and I and I have other videos and, and songs like on my YouTube page. I do have like two songs on uh, Spotify. I got uh, I got my mind's on a mission, and then I have uh, like another another song as well on there. So and it's all up under my channel. Uh, uh, you can even find me on the Elijah Ivory or the Mind of Ivory. So, um, yeah. Oh yeah, man. You uh, send me those links when we get off, when we get off air. I want to ask you a couple more questions before we go, though. Um, you, you told me your ultimate goal. You told me what you want to do. Do you do you want to produce, or you just want to be more of a writer's writer? Well, no, I want to know how to do everything. Uh, and, and basically, I put it like this: in front of the camera, behind the camera. Uh, because at the end of the day, when you don't have maybe those people around you, now you're you're trying to scrap. You know, you're trying to okay find a way to okay. How can I get what I want done? And knowing how to do something and your feel from an exec level to an entry level is very important because then you can pull somebody up, but also too, you can make sure that you continue to go up as well. So I want to know how to do everything across the board. No, that makes sense. That's, that's actually the only reason I learned how to produce is because um, my the producer that taught me how to produce, I, I don't know if you know, just for, for, uh, uh, for sakes, like you live in the DMV area. We talked about this already. I used to live in the DMV area as well. 
And so the producer taught me how to produce uh, in uh, Silver Spring. And I found myself moving further and further away from him. So I, I, went, I took a weekend, flew out to his spot, and um, obviously took more than a weekend to learn. But essentially, I just kind of said, hey, teach me what I need to know. I still collaborate with him to this day, but you're right. Like, it helps when you know what you're doing. So I don't feel as lost. Like, even though... I don't have my own studio. I know I can go to a studio and put the work in that I need to with no one being around. Um, is I do feel like for me, I feel like my music is better when I have at least an engineer there. Do you feel the same way when you do your work or do you feel like it's best when you're by yourself? I, I feel like that uh, if it came down to it and I didn't have like uh, those people in my corner, I would do it myself and I would give it my best effort. But I know also, I also understand that when you're putting something out for the masses, you, know, you can have you can be saying some of the greatest words, you know, or you know, and statements and, and proclamations that people have ever heard. But if the production value isn't where it needs to be at, it throws things off because people's hmm. ear it's tuned to a certain frequency. So if that frequency just isn't hitting right, then they're gonna just disregard everything else. So I, that's why I do want to network with people who are engineers, producers. So that way, it's like, hey, maybe I can send them off. You know uh, what I'm working on and stuff like that. They give me some advice, and then if I'm able to actually go in the studio with them, then I can learn firsthand. Because one thing I realize is, is sometimes people can give you information mm-hmm. and just say, "Hey, go figure it out." And then sometimes you have those people who they're going to give you information, but if you're able to come where they're at or y'all able to meet, however, then they'll show you uh, in, in person, and then that, that also helps as well. So I'm the type of person where. I just want to see the things that I have going on uh, manifest to the next level, but I also be able to help the next person coming up. Who are some of your influences? As far as like uh, music wise, mm-hmm. yeah. So music wise, I would say for me, uh, it would be uh, J Cole, uh, Tupac, uh, Outkast, uh, Ti, and I say fifth one on the R&B side would probably be make um, I say probably probably like Usher, you know. That that would probably be round out my my top five. That's a very eclectic group right there. You have Usher, T.I., Outkast, J. Cole, and two. That's a very interesting, very interesting group. So who makes your question? Because we often who who was the first person you heard that made you pick the pin up? Has you have you ever had that experience before? Um, first person that I heard. Let me see. Let me see. I, I guess it would be. Uh, it could have. It could have been. It could have been Tupac. Maybe mm-hmm. just because I think he had an overall just like massive influence. Because I, I grew up in the '90s. But me being from the South, I always wanted to basically make the South proud because you know a lot of sometimes you got different areas that feel like okay you from this you're from this part of the the, the country so you may not be as ed- either educated or hmm. you know eloquent or how you you know d- describing things and, and things as such and so for me outcast always stood out to me um once ti came out he's, he was somebody i'm like okay it's something different with him um and and really just i would say the inspiration from where i'm from you know uh, being from georgia and then having so many artists coming out like every summer, it was like a summer anthem, you know, mm-hmm. from down to what, like either a dance song or something like that. And so I see it was a conglomerate that really influenced me. Yeah, it's interesting. I was just about to ask you where you're from. So, what, what part of Georgia are you from? So, I'm from a place called Warner Robins. Okay, yeah. I used to hang out. I used to hang out at Warner Robins. I used to live in uh, 
College Park. I used to live in uh, fucking, um, what is it called? Gwinnett County. Uh, I, 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 I'm very familiar with Georgia. So that's what's up. Um, okay. So with that being said, um, one of the last couple questions I have for you is, we know your goals. We know where you want to go. Do you ever, this year in particular, we're sticking with 2023. If you had one specific thing you wanted to do this year, doesn't matter what. It could be music, it could be whatever it is. If you have one specific thing you want to do, what would that be? And one specific thing, I would say it would be either uh, opening for possible to, uh, a festival. That would be something that I would like to do. You know, either a festival or some up and comer tour, uh, and and an artist needs maybe a few acts to open up for them. So something like that would definitely be uh, a major plus for me. Okay. Do you perform often? So I I haven't uh, performed that often. Actually, the first time I performed my songs live was, uh, I want to say it was last year in March, and it was uh, Michelle DeWitt. She had a, uh, um, her, her organization was opening, and she was launching it. And the theme was Love Shouldn't Hurt. And hmm. she had me perform and stuff like that. That was my first actual live performance. And I have been working uh, uh, with uh, Jonathan as well. I would come down to Charlotte when they would have certain events and support people there. And then I would, you know, also speak as well. But I want to get more into that. And that's why I've been doing my best to make sure, like, the music is where it needs to be at. And then also, too, sonically, uh, I'm able to, to perform and not get into certain areas or, or being in certain uh, establishments and then the sound is it doesn't sound like you would hear on the radio so hmm. you know. that and you know what to me I feel like that's the toughest thing to get sonically when like this that's why there's certain songs I won't perform like example I have a song on the soundtrack called Cigarette Break my flow on there is something I know it will be hard for me to replicate live I just have I just had different energy on it and so like you're right like when people hear certain things they kind of want that that they hear live, even though the live experiences should be always different from their recorded experience. I feel like when I've gone to concerts, which has been very rare, when I've heard artists make mistakes, I loved it even more because it's like, this is this is what, if you record music, you know, for the most part, not every time you're going to get it on the first time. You know what I'm saying? So like when you hear mistakes and stuff, I, I love like, I love seeing that side of it. But I also know that most people, most fans, they don't want to deal with that. They want, they want, everything to be on the same level and for it to sound the same and i'm like man i don't i don't know if there's certain there's certain songs i just stay away from in my catalog because i know i won't have to, i know i won't have the same energy with it and also it's like a moment in time that for me i'm like i don't know if i can get that back if i do i'll try it once or twice but it's like i usually just try to stay away from certain records so it's interesting you said that um all right so my last question for you before i let you go is not you we, we have first of all check check eli out I'm actually in the link going to I'm having him text me off his links. I'm gonna put that in the description of this of this episode. Um, but also check him out on uh, Civilized Savages soundtrack. He's he's literally the first track, so there's no reason for you not to listen to it. Um, the last tr- question I had about the song, because to me I, I just I was super. I told this to Jay. I was super impressed with it. When when you write 
do you write by yourself or do you write with people around? Because like I was watching this video on YouTube about how Nas, when he writes his music, he writes with a whole bunch of people in the studio and actually raps it, and he wants honest feedback from it. Or, and but I, but me personally, I don't write around people. Like I'm very protective of that 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 headspace I'm in because I don't actually want anyone's opinion until I'm done with that thought. What is your writing process like? Do you write around people or do you write alone? So when it comes to my writing, I'm I'm the type of person where I usually write uh, uh, by myself. Well, I'm always, I mean, I'm always like when it comes, I don't have you know somebody else you know writing with me and stuff like that. But I'm usually like I'm at home or I may be just sitting in the car or you know I could be possibly at work and I and if I have some free time, I might jot down some notes and then. That's one thing, too, I would tell anybody. Just if, if you're an author or a writer, anything that you're doing uh, when it comes to that, jot down little notes here and there. If you can't do it, like on pen and pad, do it on your phone because what I do is I start building and building and building. So that way, when it's a finished product, it's not something that was rushed and put together. And and with your song, this is another thing uh, I didn't really touch on, but with, with the song I did for you, I wanted to have like a movie style type of theme to it and that's why in the beginning i was talking like you know i don't know who you are but you know this is what i you know i'm feeling right now but let me tell you this and then the ending i kind of did it that way because i I was like you know this is my first time being you know on somebody's soundtrack and usually when i hear like a move like songs to a movie or anything like that it it goes with the theme but also, too, it brings out other layers that's like, oh, wow, like this is definitely worth me going to check out this movie or going to check, see this production because of, you know, how the song was. The song brought me in. And uh, I, like I said, I'm definitely appreciative of you having me on. And I just wanted to give my best foot forward. No, no, you definitely did. And I'm glad you touched on that before because I didn't even think of that aspect of it. Because the talking does, like, see, see to me, and that's something I was telling Jay before because Jay heard one of my records. And it was like silence for like the first, it was the beat going, but it was no words, nothing for like the first 40 seconds. And he was like, I think you should be talking there. And I said, man, Jay, just so you know, like talking, I feel like talking should be very limited with hip hop. Like we already talk so much trash with the bars, some records that I feel like adding on to it, sometimes it could be overkill for me as, as an artist. And so yeah. I was telling him that. And so I didn't think about the aspect, but I remember... The last time I heard your song, which was a couple of days ago now, I remember the way the song ends is, I know who you are, and then it cuts off abruptly. And I remember thinking to myself, that actually was like, that actually, no, this was a week ago before I uploaded the tracks. I was like, that's actually the perfect way to end it because it goes from this entire question and, and back and forth to, I know who you are. And, it, and, if, and as you said that way, it has the movie vibe. So, that's actually pretty dope you said that. So, um, anyways, before we get out of here, I want you to say all your socials, uh, all everything, how people can reach you, and then I want you to text it to me as well, so that way I can put that in the link as well. But give them all your information, so that way we know how to hit you up. Okay, most definitely. Yeah, so uh, anybody that uses TikTok, you can find me at uh, Music Mind Ivory. Uh, my last name is spelled I-V-R-Y. Uh, on Facebook, I'm Elijah Ivory. And on uh, Instagram, it's Mind of Ivory underscore, underscore global, and then if anybody that uses Snapchat, it's uh. Let me give y'all the correct information. Give me one second here. Let me see. 
Music my Ivory underscore twenty nine. I know I changed it recently, so I want to make sure y'all had the correct one. And outside of that, my YouTube is Elijah Ivory, and I'll make me make sure to send you the links. And then, uh, like I said, I appreciate definitely have you. Thank you for having me on. Oh no doubt, man. Um, that is the special episode. Um, I appreciate uh, Eli Eli's time, and really, I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put a snippet of the song um, before this interview. But I really want y'all to check out the full-length track. It's Civilized Soundtrack, Civilized Savages soundtrack. It's on every platform possible streaming. Um, and so I appreciate his time. Thank you, man. And we are out.